Good morning, and w- welcome to our time of word and prayer. This is a great day we have in front of us. I hope if this had not been for the COVID, I would be in Israel today, and I have learned to really enjoy going to that. I've gone to the last several years. This year, our, our trip was canceled due to the COVID, but uh, we have a wonderful trip there. And so I say again, if you are uh, enjoying being on these daily t- uh, these times of daily word and prayer, and you're able, I think you would enjoy a trip to Israel with us. It's more affordable than you might think. It's a uh, great experience. We have a wonderful time there. I'll have more details in the coming weeks and months as as there's opportunity to sign up for next year's trip. But uh, it's something you might think about. I'll just plant the idea in your mind. Also, big in the news today, obviously, is the second impeachment trial of, of uh, President Donald Trump. And... Uh, I don't know. My goodness, this this is uh, just seems like vengeance. It just seems like trying to prevent him from the opportunity to ever run again in four years, if he should choo- choose to do so, to take that away from allowing the American people the chance to ever be able to vote for him again. To me, it just seems wrong. That's my perspective. I know there's different opinions on it. People think talk about being held accountable. We're going to see it happens. It just seems like a sham trial. Chief Justice Roberts, as we know, who's supposed to preside over all impeachment trials, refuses to go, and uh, he refuses to take part in it. Good for him. Um, It just seems like a sham trial. I don't think the American people are interested in it. I think they want to say we've got problems to solve. He's already out of office. So I don't know. I think it's going to backfire on the Democrats. I I think, like I said, people don't like vengeance. They don't like people bullying their enemies. As a matter of fact, I think this was probably the reason Trump lost the election, other than, you know, potential fraud and that the election wasn't conducted fairly. But but I think this was his big fault. And uh, it seems like the, the Democrats are responding in kind. And this is one thing that I just keep stressing for you and me. The teaching of Jesus, do not repay evil with evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And if you think someone has done you wrong, you don't do back to them what, you, what they did to you. It won't work. It's not his way. It will fail. How many times in sports, I think in the Super Bowl, we saw someone, you know, uh, after the play, someone pushed somebody. And the uh, second guy pushed him back, and the second guy is the one who got the flag, got the, the unsportsmanlike penalty. We see this so <laughs> What a vivid illustration that we see so often in sports. And the commentators always say it's not the first guy who hits, it's the guy who hits back who gets the penalty. And so often, what is that? Just a violation. Do not return evil for evil. If someone does you bad, we don't do bad back to them. We overcome evil with good. We are overcomers. Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil. Do not let evil prevail, but overcome evil with good, or might good prevail over the evil. This is what we want to be like. So today we turn to a very, very important verse here in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage war against your soul. One verse, there's, this is packed with, 
with uh, spiritual principle to it that we don't need to go on to another verse today because tomorrow's verse is pretty powerful too. But, you know, he says that we're aliens and strangers. We, we need to remember in this context of suffering and overcoming suffering, might we always remember that our real home, our ultimate home, is with the Lord. Our journey here on earth, as long as it may be, it is our temporary journey. It is not our eternal journey. Our etern- uh, this journey on earth begins the process. It begins our journey. It begins our life. But we have been given through Christ eternal life, and eternal life will last forever. Friends, a thousand years from tonight, your soul will still be alive. I can pretty much guarantee you this body won't be. You will have died by then. You will have a resurrected body, a glorified body, a new body, and you will be alive never to die again. A thousand years from today, you'll be receiving your rewards, still receiving them, 2,000 years, 5,000 years, 10,000 years, on into eternity, never-ending. I know it blows the mind. It's hard to wrap your head around. It'll never, ever, ever, ever end. You were designed. You were created to live forever. Others will perish. Those without Christ, they won't experience this, this glory that we have of eternal life with our God in glory, the way we're created to be. They won't experience what they were created to be, but we will. And so we are ultimately, this this world isn't our home. And at times God can make this, you know, we can be painfully aware of that, that this is a tough place to live and and there's problems and trials and difficulties and hardships and, and, and uh, health issues and finance issues and relationship issues. And, and in First Peter, persecution issues and suffering and rejection by others and he reminds us that we're angels we're, we're, we're aliens and strangers here we don't really ultimately belong here ultimately our home is in heaven and therefore he says don't live like you belong here think if you were in a foreign country that really had very very strange customs I know you always try and fit in. You feel more comfortable if you fit in. I've gone to countries that are very different in than mine, and you want to fit in as much as possible. But the truth is, sometimes you just can't. You just don't know all the customs and all the all the things that they do there. They they talk different. They act different. They eat different. They they treat one another. You know, certain customs that here would be signs of respect aren't over there. I always joke that uh, my friends in India, and I know some of them are, are on the uh, call here, that, you know, in, in India, uh, a, a sign of prosperity and success and health is you put on weight. We, we look at it a little bit differently here in America, and, and so uh, a, a fine greeting, a nice greeting, you know, I get off the airplane, they say, oh, Tom, you look so good, you put on weight. To which I have to kind of, um, being American, we kind of see that, oh, we're trying, we're trying to lose weight. Anyway, praise the Lord. I love my friends there so much. And a shout out to them because they're probably on and listening here. But they're just different customs. And we who live here in America, or we who live here on earth, as strangers and aliens, as children of God, as people of the kingdom, our, our home ultimately isn't right here our home is with the lord and so he says don't live like 
You don't fit in too much here. We're aliens and strangers. Don't fit in too much here. Why? Because the people of the world, they live they live for their fleshly lust. We saw back in chapter 1 that the fleshly lusts that were theirs in their ignorance, that they didn't know better. They were just living for this world. And so it was all about what do I get? And he says of us that we have been born again. We have this living hope and we... We are to be holy as our Father's holy because these fleshly lusts wage war against our soul. And if, you, if we're instructed, abstain from them, be holy like our Father in heaven's holy because if we give in to these fleshly lusts as do the people of the, the earth, the people of the domain of darkness, they wage war against our soul. And, and you know, I mentioned in my email last night about war movies. I know veterans who've been in war who can't watch war movies because to them it wasn't a movie. It wasn't entertainment. They had friends who died. They, they saw horror. They, were, they, saw, they saw death and bloodshed and people lose limbs and so on. And so to them, they can't watch it because they realize the reality of war. And sometimes even the, the newest movies that try and teach us this reality, we, we don't realize how brutal war can be. And so do you realize that the fleshly lust that we think, oh, it's okay, it won't hurt anything, God forgives me anyway, I'll be okay, I'll get over it. Do you realize that giving into those things, it's, it's like we're, you're in a war. That's the enemy. He wants to come kill you. He's not nice. The, the, the fleshly lust that wage war against the fleshly lust, they're not, you know, they're not innocent. They're your enemy. They mean to do you harm. They mean to take you down. They mean to destroy you. We have a spiritual enemy, Satan, who uses the lust of the flesh and the enticements of the world to, to bring us down. And he's not nice. Think the worst ISIS, the worst Nazi, the worst concentration camp, the, the worst evils you could imagine. That's satanic work there. And that's what the devil, the devil would like you to go to hell. The devil would like to see people, the devil wants to see people suffer forever in eternal flame. He doesn't like you. He's not kind. He's not considerate. He doesn't fight according to the rules. And so be careful. There's a war against your soul and we've got to win it. What's this look like? Real quickly, Ephesians or Galatians chapter 5 what are the lusts of the flesh? What are these fleshly lusts that wage war against our soul? Let me read the list of them to you quickly here. To begin with verse 19, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities or fighting, strife, jealousy, Outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. You know, often we think of the deeds of the flesh or the, the lust of the flesh. We first go to things like sexual immorality, pornography, adultery, things of this nature. This is the flesh. It wages war against your soul. It'll wage war against your family. Dare I say, these, these sins wage war against a, a happy uh, uh, sex life. But it's more than that. Jealousy, envy, these are deeds of the flesh. Our flesh just, it wants to 
be envious of people, wants to be jealous of others. Factions, fighting, strife, these are deeds of the flesh. Looking for reasons to get to, to argue with somebody, trying to pick a fight with somebody, these are deeds of the flesh. Drunkenness or, or the, the physical things that we would consume that, that uh, might be okay in moderation and get out of control and end up controlling us, these are deeds of the flesh. Um, uh, anger, a big deed of the flesh. And there's something in us that just sometimes just wants to get angry, but it's the flesh and it's waging war against the soul. How do we overcome it? Real simply, I mean, and Peter, he says, abstain. And, and briefly, I will say here, this is a lengthier message that I, one of my favorite messages to give, but in um, verse 16, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh, Galatians 5, 16. The answer to not walking in the flesh is to walk in the spirit. If you don't want to be angry, the answer is to be patient. If you don't want to be hateful, the answer is to love. If you don't want to be uh, sad, the answer is to be joyful. If you don't want to go to the left, the answer is to go to the right. You know, if you don't want to sit down, the answer is to stand up. You see what I'm saying? So often as Christians, we, we, as people, we try and improve our lives by focusing on what we won't do. And Peter simply says abstain from them. Paul says, abstain from them, don't do it. But how do you not do it? You don't do it by doing what you should do. If you focus in life on what you shouldn't do, then success in life would be deemed as doing nothing. But no, we don't do that. We define success not by what we don't do. We do crucify it. I won't do that. I abstain. But we define success by what we do do. I walk in love. I walk in joy. I walk in the spirit. I walk in I have faith. I don't worry about do I doubt. I worry about do I have faith, or I don't worry about it. But I I don't worry. I don't focus on my doubt. I focus on I will have faith, and my faith will grow. I don't focus on my sadness. I focus on my joy, and my joy grows. I don't focus on my hate. I focus on my love, and my love grows until it overcomes those things, and it crowds out the negative, because the, the, those positive life of the spirit things fill my soul till finally there's no room left for the negative stuff. See what I'm saying? Walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. Walk in joy, you won't be sad. Walk in love, you won't be hating. Walk in patience, you won't be angry. And on and on we go. So we abstain from these fleshly lusts. They wage war against us. This is a battle to be taken seriously. And the way, to, the way to win, the way to win is the power of the Holy Spirit in us. The way to win is, is fill, fill our lives with God's word. It gives us strength, endurance, power. Amen. Amen. Let's go to prayer. Hey, quickly before I do, thanks for all who are joining me today. If you are new, I appreciate you being with me. Make sure you subscribe. And, and, and if you hit the like button below, I guess that helps also our come up on YouTube pages. So we appreciate subscribing, notifying, like button, all that stuff uh, as we help grow our, our team here of people praying together and getting into the word together. Thanks for being a part of it. Let's go ahead and go to prayer. Father in heaven, we praise you today for the 
truth, the reality that we who were once not a people, we who were once far away, alienated from you in the domain of darkness, living according to our own fleshly lusts, that we have been born again to a living hope through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a wonderful promise. What a wonderful reality. You've taken us, you've rescued us out of the domain of darkness, and you've placed us in the kingdom of your beloved Son, alive, forgiven, redeemed. You've took us who were nothing really. We are just filthy, lost, defiled sinners, and you've made us clean, holy, saints of the Most High God. We thank you that we are priests of God, that you will hear our the sacrifices of our praise and the and the sacrifice and our lips as we praise your name. You hear our prayers. You delight in them. You receive our praise. You hear our prayers. You delight in hearing our prayers, and you receive, and you act, and you answer. And this is the confidence we have that if you hear us, you'll answer. Thank you. You're attentive to our cry. Lord, this morning, we want to thank you that you have given us something so much better to live for than the world has. The world, Lord, seeks to get, get, get. How we pray that we would have lives of love, the, the, the Holy Spirit life, the life led by the Spirit, the life in accordance with the example of Jesus, that we would be givers more than, rather than takers. We would be generous people rather than stingy people. We'd be We'd be God-honoring and God-fearing people rather than selfish, self-centered people. We thank you, Father, that you've you've shown us what true life is. And it's not these fleshly lusts. Those wage war against our soul. You've called us to a life of love for you and for others. Father, I pray today that you would help us to take temptation and sin very, very seriously. Help us, Lord, to realize that sometimes it's the little sins that we tolerate in our lives. And before long, they grow and they become bigger sins. We stretch what's okay a little bit further. And before long, Lord, we we find ourselves in, in sinful behaviors we never would have imagined. Oh, Lord, anyone who's caught in that today, in any area of life, not just, Lord, we think of the fleshly, we think of the sexual area, but in any area, anger, jealousy, envy, bitterness, these these sins that the flesh just delights in and longs for. Lord, I pray that you would release us, break the chains, free us, help us get back to where we ought to be, help us get forward to where we ought to be. Help us, Lord, not to be walking in the, in the way of sin. You said that we should make no provision for the flesh. I pray, Lord, help us to make no provision, but to put on our Lord Jesus Christ and to be like you. Lord, help us to, help us to have a high faith, high expectations of what your spirit can do. Lord, we confess that so often we, we, we think that the sin is bigger than our God. The problem, the habit, the temptation is so big it can't be resisted. Because we think because it's bigger than us. Help us remember, Lord, it's not bigger than you. And that we would look to you with faith. We'd look to, we'd look to Jesus Christ, fixing our eyes on you, 
we would we would find strength for deliverance, for freedom, to break chains that have bound us, to drive out Satan and his temptation. Jesus, as you said to him, be gone, Satan. Be gone, Satan, for it is written. And Lord, I pray that this would be our spirit today, that we'd be that that as sin is brutal with us, we would be brutal with it. Help us, Lord, not to be passive or apathetic with temptation. Help us, Lord, to fight it with all of our heart. And I pray, Father, we would realize that even those little, it, 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 help us to realize, Lord, no one's not, anyone could be vulnerable if we tolerate, if we're apathetic, if we're, if we're, we're passive towards the sins that wage war against our soul. So we pray for this. Protect us, lead us not into temptation. We ask you to protect us from evil. And we pray, Father, we'd be right in the center of your will, living holy lives, pure lives, upright lives. It's not just what we don't want to do, it's what we do want to do. We want to be filled with the love of God, filled with joy, filled with peace, filled with goodness. We pray that, Lord, I pray for this group here. I pray that that this verse, Lord, just keep coming back to it. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Make us overcomers. I pray today, Lord, Every temptation, every relationship, relationships that maybe have gone sour, Lord, every every situation, every circumstance, that we would not be overcome by evil. We would overcome evil with good. Train us, Lord. In the little battles we face now, Lord, I, I suspect there's bigger battles in front of us. There's bigger obstacles in front of us. Help us, Lord, in these days of training to be victorious with every temptation so that when the larger trials come, the larger tests come, the bigger opposition comes, that we will be able to to prevail in the name of our God. We bless you today. We do pray, Father, today for this impeachment trial. Lord, I'll just say for me, I find it disgusting. I find it vengeful. I find it wrong. I find it undemocratic to just try and prevent him from ever, prevent President Trump from running again, if should he so desire. I pray, Father, that it would, he would be acquitted. And I pray, Lord, also that just, I, I pray the, the rancor and hatred, Lord, someone would begin to break it. I know we're in a spiritual battle here, Lord, and we don't want to break it by, by giving up. I pray we would fight the good fight. We would fight for our country. We would fight for what's good and for what's right and what's true. Lord, we are grieved as we see the the number of policies just in the last two to three weeks of of, uh, so many things. People have lost jobs. Countries, Lord, that that mean us harm have been uh, just treating them instead of of calling them out, Lord, giving in to them, it seems like. All the things with women's sports and the transgender issues and bathrooms and everything, Lord, why do we even have to... Why are these even national federal issues? And yet they have become, again, federal issues, like our, our federal government's going to dictate who can play what sports and transgender people and all and on, Lord. It just seems so crazy and such a distraction from what real life is and should be and so our country could move forward. We pray today, Lord, that, that this impeachment thing would fail and our country could solve problems. We do pray, Father, that those who are, that, that the vengeance 
and the political payback here, Lord, the American people, I pray, would say we've had enough of it and would rise up against it. I pray for that. We do pray, Father, for a great spiritual awakening in our country. And we think again of this coronavirus, and we, we pray, Lord, that it would be defeated. We pray this virus would be beaten. We pray, Lord, our, our trust is in you. And in the midst of the fear that people have and the health issues that have, we pray, Father, that uh, people would be turning to you and there would be a great spiritual awakening. We pray for a revival in our land. We pray for many, many souls to be saved, Lord, as we see our own weakness as human beings. We think we have all the answers, Lord. We think science has all the answers. We know it doesn't. Lord, you are the one with all the answers. And so we pray that people would be turning to you. And even as we come out of this pandemic, I pray that we discover the people we hadn't seen and isolated from had turned to you. I, Lord, I, I, I pray we wouldn't see the churches weakened that people turned away from you and people had lost touch with you. I pray that we'd see just the opposite. We'd hear of great numbers of people who turned to Christ and that once this is over, that our churches would once again be filled with people who will praise you robustly and vibrantly and be mighty, mighty Christians. We pray these things. We bless you for this day. Again, help us to fight your battles today and to prevail by the weapons you've given us in your word and prayer and the weapon, the power of living a holy, loving, faith-filled life. We pray these things and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for joining me, folks, brothers, sisters. I love you guys. This has been a, this, this thing that started as just a short experiment of time and prayer on YouTube. Um, has been such a blessing to me and to see on the chat reacquainting some with some people I've not seen in a long time and I'm feeling more and more like um, we're friends I'm hoping to create some events where we can have some feedback opportunity on zoom here um, and and we can have a little bit more of a community sense for those who are regularly on here we're looking into how to do that and what to do and so um, look for that coming in the in the next uh, few days or week or whatever okay so God bless you. Make it a great day. And again, if you've not subscribed or, or uh, hit the subscribe, the notify, and the like buttons below, all of which help, I guess, uh, get us a, a good, good uh, place on YouTube, on the YouTube homepage. So God bless you. You have a great day. Love you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., where we'll continue our study through the book of 1 Peter and our time of prayer. Bye-bye.